BFM 89.9, my name's Daryl Ong and this is Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Last week, a video surfaced of a volleyball coach that was captured on film slapping two of his players at a recent interstate volleyball tournament. The clip went viral on social media with netizens pinpointing that the coach was the coach of the Malacan team with this incident happening at an under-14 youth volleyball championship in Johor. Plenty of developments since the video clip spread like wildfire. The coach in question has apologised with the father of one of the students standing behind the coach claiming that his actions were for the best for his children. Newly minted Youth and Sports Minister Hannah Yeo called for an independent investigation into the case with the Education Ministry meeting the parents of the affected children for their feedback on the incident. The coach has since been suspended by the Malaysia Volleyball Association. However, this incident has opened up a whole can of worms on the underlying society's failure to protect young children and on how grassroots sport should be a safe space for all regardless of gender and racial background. Enter the Safe Sport Act, a nationwide initiative that aims to create a safe space where participants can train, compete and thrive without fear of physical, psychological or sexual misconduct. Helmed by ex-gymnast Sarina Sundra Raja, this week she joins us on the program as we dissect that unfortunate incident. This is the reality of abuse in sports. You know, harassment and abuse among athletes in uh, Malaysia is not just a problem in other countries, but has been a big issue here for decades. Um, however, it remains uh, taboo and um, rarely reported. Unfortunately, this time it was captured on the video. Mm. And judging from the clip, um, the athletes do not seem surprised. And this is what uh, was more uh, worrying because um, it seems like these girls, they were so used to being... Um, uh, slept that uh, when it happened, um, they had no expression. Yeah. So it's very, um, it's a huge concern, and I'm not surprised because many of these athletes they do not recognize conflicts, harassment, and abuse in sports. They are um, socialized into believing that this abusive behavior is acceptable, and while bystanders, including family members and their friends, uh, think they should not interfere uh, for fear of retaliation. Mm. Mm, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're right, you know, it's definitely happened before based on the reactions. Um, the coach uh, in question have been suspended as of recent news. However, um, speaking of bystanders, right, do you think that officials of the team should be put under the spotlight as well? Oh, definitely, Daryl, because abuse in sports is widely accepted as a systemic problem. Um, however, studies have found that many instances of abuse are unreported um, due to the sport's structural and uh, cultural processes that operate to perpetuate um, a culture of inaction. And holding the perpetrator accountable is not enough. Mm. Enablers must be held responsible too, including the other coach who looked the other way. Because targeting only the perpetrator um, leaves enablers in positions of power, um, allowing future abuse to continue. And if we deny that um, enablers are responsible for the victim's abuse, then we ignore a system of uh, complicity, perpetuating a cycle of abuse. I'll give you an example. Um, Larry Nassar used his position um, as an elite doctor 
with USA Gymnastics and Michigan State University to groom and sexually abuse more than 500 young girls and women mm. over 20 years. So the people and the organizations who enabled him, including parents and officials, allowed the abuse to continue despite having a legal, legitimate uh, evidence of child abuse. So we must be willing to report um, suspected wrongdoing to keep our athletes safe. Mm. But it cannot be assumed that everyone um, who sees or suspects something will say something. So um, under the proposed Safe Sport Act, if you know someone in sports which may be experiencing abuse, it is mandatory, uh, mandatory to report it. So mandated reporters are critical in preventing future harm to children and adults. Mm, it's all about speaking up, right? So, so the incident, the incident went viral. You know, lots of backlash from, you know, every every corner of Malaysia. Um, are there no uh, currently no laws that cover this kind of physical abuse in in sports at all right now? In Malaysia, there are no comprehensive protective laws in sports. So that leaves athletes. Uh, vulnerable to sexual harassment and abuse. Mm. And the implication of not having a law to deal with specific crimes is that these crimes carry on with impunity. And when coaches um, and people in positions of power and authority who are found to have abused athletes, um, there are no consistent standards uh, for sanctions across sports. Mm. So many coaches, uh, many perpetrators try to abuse are still coaching today. And this is why the Safe Sport Act is vital. Yeah, for sure. And we get more into that a little bit later. But uh, as of yet, uh, the coach has apologised uh, to the players and the issue is said to be resolved that very day itself. But the incident, right, Serena, is just the tip of the iceberg, like you rightly pointed out, um, really underlines society's failures to protect young children, not just in sport, right? This is a societal problem. Um, why do you think we still have that culture of, you know, just sweeping things under the rug and getting on with life? You know, sports coaching creates um, a significant power uh, imbalance between a coach and an athlete and coaches, um, by virtue of their leadership position in sports, enable them to find uh, compliance with rules and practices and to apply uh, rewards and punishments to young athletes. And these positions of power um, enable coaches to influence the sports environment in either constructive or destructive ways. Mm. And for example, at more competitive level of sports, um, coaches' interactions with athletes are influenced by the fact that their worth, their reputation, um, and job security are often determined by win-loss um, um, records or podium finishes of their athletes or teams. And this case that we saw um, has highlighted, uh, based also the statement that was given by um, the association that said that, you know, he he lost his temper um, because um, the athletes didn't perform. So it highlighted the effects of prioritizing um, performance over athlete health and well-being, mm. uh, which contributes to the occurrence of uh, abuse. Yeah. So in addition, studies also shows that once a coach team um, or athletes experiencing um, uh, winning, then a reputation of success uh, develops for this coach that further reinforces um, abusive and harmful coaching techniques that he has um, applied. And so even parents, they lose sight of their child's um, healthy development from the benefits that they gain financially uh, 
and reputationally and politically. And what works is repeated presenting um, a sport-induced Stockholm Syndrome. And this coach needs to be dealt as the provisions of the law, both civil and criminal, which applies to every Malaysian. Mm, mm, yeah, I mean, you already pointed out the play, the parents and even the players have come up de- defending the coach. So definitely a case of Stockholm uh, syndrome right there. But what are your thoughts on how um, the newly minted Youth and Sports Minister Hannah Yeo and also Education Minister Fadalina Siddiq handled uh, this whole debacle, this whole incident? We need strong leadership that communicates that abuse um, cannot be tolerated. And our government leaders have a potential impact, actions and decisions that will impact every boy and every girl. And um, I would say let's wait for the decision uh, upon the completion of the investigation. Mm, mm. Um, many members of the public uh, in this incident right you know some plate devil's advocate put forward that this is all you know uh-huh. inverted commas part and parcel of sport competitive sport how you uh-huh. react to this um, this is definitely not part of sport uh, I was not brought up this way um, and definitely um, you know as professional coaching athletes uh, we were not thought to you know um, practice abusive uh, coaching methods. So we must challenge this belief that abusive methods are functional and uh, necessary, which leads to improved performance in sports. Mm. Instead, we must embrace you know, alternative coaching methods while striving to win. And it is possible to succeed in sports without engaging in abusive and harmful training practices. There just need to be changes in culture, education, uh, policing, and the law to address to address this issue. And let me um, just stress that, you know, finding, findings demonstrate that these types of abuse may impair performance. Mm. Um, they lead to dropout and resulting in long-lasting negative impact on an athlete's physical and mental well-being into adulthood. And as much as the parents said that, you know, um, that his child was uh, okay, but um, there is a long-lasting, you know, impact um psychologically when she grows into adulthood and she would, and other girls who are watching this um, they think that you know this is normal mm. and uh, this is uh, what we should expect in sports and also relationship and uh, mind you studies have also shown that members of the athletes on uh, are prone to physiological and psychological effects when uh, in trauma experienced by another so therefore, appropriate kids also provide to support the team and not just um, the two victims in the recovery from the impacts of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right in saying that, you know, um, I think a big part of why this is happening is because it's children. They're under 14 team, right? If it happened to adult, maybe a little less backlash, but you're right in saying that uh, part of the problem is the culture of competition, results-driven, right? Um, you want to try to win at all costs, which is a shame because, Serena, the grassroots sport is supposed to be a safe space where, you know, mistakes can be made and mistakes can be something we can learn from. Yes, um, well, sports is supposed to be um, a space where you enjoy, um, you know, training and competing and uh, thriving. But um, let me also say this, that it is not okay to slap a child and also an adult. Mm. Um, It is an offense, a criminal offense. And this culture of winning in sports also means athletes are socialized into believing that um, they must do whatever it takes to succeed. And that could mean um, training through an injury or at its extreme, 
silently enduring abuse. Mm. But optimal athletic uh, performances, and I mean at all levels of sports, uh, recreation, and also elite level, uh, require athletes to move out of their comfort zones. But safe sport does not mean that coaches um, cannot encourage athletes to move outside their comfort zones. Coaches mm. can be demanding and firm and hold high expectations by encouraging athletes to train harder. For example, um, by asking them to do another rep or another skill in spite of um, fatigue or soreness. Um, but as long as they are safe and they're evidence informed. Mm. So it is possible. Mm. In, your, in your experience as a coach, Serena, um, where do you draw the line uh, with your students in terms of you know, discipline and physical abuse? Where do you draw that line? Um, so athletic results remain important in competitive sports. Um, I would say, um, based, I mean, through my experience uh, coaching uh, young girls in rhythmic gymnastics, um, I understand that you know it is important for them um, to feel like they are achieving something. But there are ways in achieving that, and the focus should you know uh, be on healthy, safe, and inclusive methods of achieving performance results. And the code, the Safe Sport Code, is an essential keystone of the Safe Sport Act. And uh, it defines specific policies that uh, collectively promote a safe sport environment by communicating expected um, standards of behavior for everyone involved in sports. So by creating these codes of conduct and policies is a significant step in building the capacity of these organizations and individuals in sports to understand better what abuse looks like and how to prevent it. Mm. Let's go into more detail now, Serena. How would um, the, the proposed Safe Sport Act would curb incidents like this happening again? What about the specific laws in place? So we have a tremendous challenge in front of us. Um, the recent findings from a survey conducted by IRIS KDS uh, revealed the magnitude of the situation. Um, however, these uh, findings are still uh, not published. Um, but, you know, the current system of weak enforcement and uh, inconsequential sanctions must change. Um, based on the United States uh, Safe Sport Act, which has proven to be effective, the legislation will uh, increase the standard of care for organizations involved in youth sports. Um, that means uh, creating um, the Safe Sport Code. And uh, number two is to expand um, mandatory reporting of um, suspected abuse. Mm. And uh, I will tell you why this is um, important. Because, for example, we saw the coach abuse these athletes in public. But have you wondered what happens behind closed doors mm. where no one would step up to um, stop the perpetrator, right? And... Um, but studies have shown that fear of retaliation is also one of the reasons why people remain silent. So in addition, it is well known that people um, who report internally and those who both whistle uh, may suffer negative consequences for speaking up. So the Act, uh, which includes the mandatory reporting and the whistleblower protection, uh, will help to protect um, athletes who come forward and also help um, administrators um, to to uh, do their job uh, effectively. Mm. And uh, it's 
and also to include mandatory pension training for all adults uh, interacting with minor athletes. Mm, yeah, on that point now, education is a big part of this, isn't it? Not just for the students, but like you mentioned, the coaches as well. More often than not, uh, in our government schools, PE teachers um, have little to no training at all. Uh, perhaps, you know, does the Safe Sport mm-hmm. Act include like a better screening method, for example? Um, should coaches be better prepared in knowing how to uh, handle these kind of situations? Sports organizations and um, schools that um, conduct um, physical and sports activities uh, for youth, they must understand that they have a legal and moral duty of care to protect athletes. And apart from background checks and safe recruiting and screening procedures, a crucial part of athlete safeguarding is also to increase awareness, knowledge, and behavior regarding harassment and abuse in sports. Mm. And the proposed Safe Act will also set uh, mandatory abuse prevention training for all adults, including parents, coaches, and volunteers interacting with minor athletes. And this Safe Sport courses um, will enable everyone to understand how to prevent, recognize, and respond to abuse in any sport setting. Mm, for sure. Um SSM's uh, mission is to have you know, a safe space where participants can train, compete and thrive without fear of physical, psychological or sexual uh, misconduct. If anything here, th- what this video taught us is the real danger of incidents like this is that it will deter future students right, from even trying sport at all, you know, be it being violent and all that. What are your thoughts on this? You know, this gives a really bad perception of grassroots sports, doesn't it? Um, there's no way to prevent... Uh all harassment and abuse challenges, but there are ways to increase protective measures so that prevention and intervention initiatives uh, may be fully realized. Mm. And we need to do more and everything possible to foster a safe sport environment so that our children and our athletes can thrive. Safeguarding is a shared responsibility. And to get there, we must actively work together Um, to identify and inform specific areas for investment, including prevention, governance, and education. And when when sports is safe, um, inclusive, and welcoming, and is also respectful of athletes' rights and welfare, Mm -hmm. prevention of harm uh, will occur naturally. Uh, But the government must also invest um, in the Safe Sport Act to put in money, effort, and time And I urge uh, the Minister of the Youth and Sports to do the right thing. Sometimes it might not pop up, but it might save lives and save athletes. Mm, For sure. Um, Since we last spoke, do you have any updates and progress on on the tabling of this bill? I am still waiting to uh, meet the uh, Minister to discuss how we can continue the work um, Safe Sport Malaysia is already doing, Mm. uh, but yet to uh, get a reply. But I can only say Sport Malaysia remains committed um, to fulfilling our mission of protecting athletes against abuse. Um, while our, you know, our behind-the-scenes efforts may not always make headlines, but uh, we have achieved a measurable progress. And uh, we are looking forward um, to um, do more awareness and education programs this year. Great stuff. Uh, the Safe Sport Malaysia, the Safe Sport Act also um, protects in a way the gender equality and discrimination uh, in sports, which is still very much an ongoing battle today. But give us a, a picture, Sarina. Would you say that that's improved over the years or has it gotten worse? 
Safe spot, um, which focuses on preventing and addressing discrimination, mm-hmm. aims to also advance the rights of all athletes in the human rights field in sports. So, at, because athletes and victims who speak out are not always treated well, and the Athlete Bill of Rights buys in society further clarify these rights. So, as a child athlete, um, you know, they are entitled to rights of participation, rights of protection, and rights of uh, provision whereby an adult athlete human rights, um, they have the right to play free from uh, harassment and abuse. They have right um, to appeal complaints. They have right to uh, help and care if needed. Um, and you, you know, Daryl, I've been in sports for almost 28 years now um, as an athlete, a coach, uh, administrator, and now an advocate. And uh, I'm almost... Um, 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 embarrassed to say that you know, only lately that I found out that you know athletes they do have rights um, because I'm currently um, doing the IOC um, International Olympic Committee safeguarding program and um, I was thought that you know um, that there are um, you know a set of rights um, for athletes which uh, I'm sure our athletes are not aware of mm-hmm. and uh, I'm and unless our athletes are empowered and to have the right education and tools and to know that, you know, these are their rights, then only, you know, they'll be able to speak up for themselves. Mm. They've got to know firsthand, us, you know, yeah, nothing will happen. Uh, Sarina, we'll leave us with some final words and what are your hopes for 2023? I would say, Malaysians, this is a critical moment because we have a unique opportunity to move forward. And this is our chance to demand more accountability, transparency, and oversight, and more importantly, the field of safety and well-being. These responses and quick forgiveness are no longer acceptable. It is time to hold these abusers and enablers accountable. So please, let's come together so that we can make the Safe Spot Act a reality. And meanwhile, the best thing we can do now is keep speaking up be a positive bystander and uh, also look out for our um, our online uh, social media campaign tomorrow and um, please support um, the safe sport movement um, so that we can um, one day you know realize the safe sport act that was Safe Spot Malaysia President Sarina Sundra Raja. As this week, we've been talking about the viral incident of a coach who publicly slapped two of his players during a competition in Johor. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's program. However, if you'd like to revisit that interview, you can head over to our website, www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tweet us. We are at BFM Radio. My name's Daryl Ong and this has been Banan, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week only here on BFM 89.9, the business station.